Welcome to episode 13 of the Rose and Dagger podcast. Today we are going to be talking about dialogue and narration, hopefully. <laughs> We're going to talk about it, but yeah. that does no guarantee. You can listen. <laughs> um, I am Nick Lewin has AF on Tumblr and Yes is a World on AO3. And I'm Lauren, Kings of Everything on Everything. And the reason we are um, kind of joking about this topic is because we have already recorded this twice. Uh, one time we had internet issues. The second time Skype did not send it to us. So we are trying again, this time without notes, because we can't find our notes. <laughs> Neither one of us can find our notes. Um, so we're gonna, we're professionals. Yeah, we're going to wing it and we're going to see how it goes. And hopefully... You'll learn something. Was there an ask related to this one? There was an ask related to this one. And did we delete that ask? Probably. I don't think so. Okay, I'm gonna look and see if it's there. Yeah, I think the ask is still there. Um, do you delete asks often? No, I wouldn't have deleted it. Actually, it would have gone. We would have answered it with yeah. like a link to to tell. We wouldn't have answered it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> we would have answered it with a link to the episode. Yeah. So. I have some really, really old asks that I probably should go through and clean them up. I did, uh, but I, yeah, I do. I did delete, like, there was, um, there was a couple that we got that we answered. Yeah. We answered, like, way back, and I did delete those. Um, so, to kick us off, while Lauren is searching for the ask, um, basically, dialogue is, like, what your characters are saying. Um, it's normally noted by quotation marks, um, and it's like what there's what's actually in real time what is being said, um, and then narration is sort of all of the other stuff that surrounds the dialogue. Okay, I can't find it. I guess it doesn't really matter. I don't remember what it said. Are we sure there was an ask? Yes, I'm sure there was an ask because it was from Maggie. Wait, but hers, okay. Oh, yeah, okay. It was at the end of uh, um of an ask about some other stuff that we've already touched on that was yeah. not related. Okay, all right. Yeah, it's like the very bottom of our, our inbox. Um, There's no, it was just the difference between that some people struggle, yeah. that some people struggle with one or the other. Um, And I think probably people see that for them, like in their own writing. Right what they like people tend to know what their strengths are or think they know what their strengths are yeah for a really long time I actually um thought that I couldn't write dialogue um and I really um struggled with it and like relied heavily on narration and if I could get away with like not having any dialogue <laughs> which is to like stories like straight narration um and then I started writing fanfic and somebody, I remember the first comment I got was like, like the first comment I got about my dialogue and somebody was like saying that it was good. I forget like what the exact wording was, but I was like floored and so excited that like somebody specifically that's called out my great. dialogue. That's a really good compliment. Yeah. Too. right. Like I think that anytime that anyone says that the dialogue is like, realistic or that they like think that it's good basically it's mm -hmm. like I I'm like yay like that's such a great compliment to me I don't know why so I think that I mean having said that I don't really have any um 
I think my only tip as far as like writing dialogue is making sure that what the characters are talking about is something um, is for the character's sake and not for the reader's sake. So you're not info dumping. So you're not info dumping in dialogue. Like we talked about this last night and I'm going to recap our conversation so we're both on the same page and then like info dumping like what's happening just for the sake of the reader um, when that's like not a conversation that would actually happen between two characters. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Also, uh, reading it out loud. Yes. That's a good way to, um, like, if you feel like you struggle with dialogue, reading it out loud might make it feel more realistic or might help you edit it. Um, man, I can't remember anything that we talked about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think one of the things I know one of the things we talked about was um, pacing specifically um, in yeah. that in that um, the thing about dialogue is that it's real time, right? It's this person says this, and that's like you know, it's not going to take forty five minutes for them to say three words. So yeah. like, oh, and we talked about oh yeah, okay, so yeah, we talked about pacing with with dialogue and like how um, sometimes you want to like break up a paragraph or sentences yeah. with dialogue tags or description or like um inner, inner monologue or whatever um to make it take more time so that it's not just like reading a script right um and then also with that is um people talk people don't often talk in huge chunks of like paragraphs basically without taking breaths without thinking about what they're going to say without like moving or yeah, exactly even if people are on, in, in like rants they're like moving their arms and like doing stuff and I think that helps um this is one of those things where they tell you to go watch people yeah and see how people interact with each other exactly because like we're sitting here talking to each other and we're both like moving around using our hands you know i i i am we're both it's early <laughs> <laughs> i'm like rubbing my eyes drinking our um, coffee <laughs> yeah drinking my coffee like there's people um and so you can break up your dialogue that way to make it um seem more real and 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 be a part of the story instead of like you're just dropping off like direct quotations from someone's mouth like in the middle of the story exactly um the other thing that that all the narration surrounding dialogue like specifically for breaking up dialogue with narration what was i gonna say um it also gives a, it can give a lot of context clues because straight dialogue oh, yeah. um, can be um, read a lot of different ways depending on mood. Right. Like you say, like people say, you know, you can't, you can't tell tone on the internet or things like exactly. that. Like you can't yeah. tell tone with, uh, with straight dialogue unless you have, um, you know, like uh, I'm trying to think of something that could mean three different things. Like, if someone said, 
oh, really? It could be like, oh, really? You know, or, yeah. oh, really? You know, like, it just depends yeah. on, like, how they say it, what's going on around them, what are they doing with their face? Exactly. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of that can be explained in narration. Um you know, there's a whole thing about like adverbs and not saying like he said, "Oh, really snarkily," or <laughs> he said, "Oh, really disbelievingly." Like, you know, you can use you can use narration to explain like what their face is doing or what their body's doing to give those context clues of what of the tone of what they're saying. Right. Yeah. So I'm saying, not against adverbs, just b- by the way, but we um, we, you love, can, we love a good adverb. Yeah. But you can say, um, instead of saying that someone said something snarkily, you can say that they, um, like... If someone says, fine, and then, like, smashes his coffee cup on the counter and walks away, like, you know that it's not actually fine, versus someone saying fine with, like, a big smile and a hug or whatever. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And that, that conveys more than, like, he said angrily. Yes. Exactly. Is that even a word? <laughs> it's too early in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even that early. It's 8.30, but... Mm. Um, but, yeah, so that... Um, yeah, so basically narration can, can help support the dialogue um, that the characters are saying. Um, and then as far as pacing goes, the other thing narration can do is it can speed up or slow down time um in a way that keeps the story moving or slows down the story um so you could say exactly months later yeah like uh i was we were talking about uh, or i said i needed i wanted you to read um the the fix that i'm that i am working on and uh there's like a paragraph where like 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 12 hours pass in like two sentences right you can be like they fell asleep and then when they wake up in the morning right you know like it's like the whole night has passed in like four words yeah Um, instead of you know you don't have to have something actually happening but yeah passage of time yeah Um, um or you can really spread out time um if if you're like zeroing in on like a specific moment and someone's like before they have to say something like their hands are shaking they're nervous they're they're whatever their heart's beating like you can really slow down a moment um so like a moment between two people kissing you can write that in like three paragraphs right and and you slow down and get into the moment versus saying like they leaned in kissed each other you know um so you can give things different amounts of weight um, easier with narration and pacing um, than I think with dialogue because dialogue is just straight like what they've said. Right. Yeah. Direct quotations. Exactly. That's um. Would you consider? I mean, are indirect quotations? That's not considered dialogue, is it? Like he said. Like, if you're telling someone else what someone said? Yeah, because that would be in a... Within the narration. Yes? No, well, no. I, I Like, if if Louis is talking, Louis is like using dialogue, using his words, talking, and saying, like, Liam said 
um, he hates you. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is, like, dialogue within dialogue. Oh, no, I mean, like, uh, I'm trying to think of an example and it's not coming to me. But where you would say, like, you'd have, like, regular dialogue and then you'd say, and Louis agreed um, oh, yeah. that he would want to do that as well. Right. Um, and then that's like you obviously there would be some sort of verbal agreement, but you're not writing it, so that would be the yeah, that would be narration, okay, yeah um what would we what would be a good way for people to practice if they feel like they're not good at one thing versus the other? Um, we talked the wheel, we said the going out and what people watching. Yeah, going out, people watching, listening, listening to people's like cadence. Um, like Harry talks very slowly, so you might want to pepper his speech with like lots of ums, lots of like ellipses as he sort of like trails off. Um, interviewers often like cut him off so he can't get a full thought out. Um, whereas Louis, like when he speaks, he's like much snappier. Um, so, I mean, those are just two examples. Obviously, if you go out into the world, like, people speak in many different ways. Um, yeah, so, like, watching and paying attention to that and then figuring out how you can translate that onto a page. Um, like, for Harry, since he talks so slowly, there's a lot of, like the way I write it often is there's a lot of like waiting. There's a lot of like action in between his sentences or mid sentence or, you know, and I can't think of an example, but um, whereas Louis dialogue is a lot more like, I just write out like his full sentences. Yeah. Pause in the well, middle yeah. Of, like, like Harry's pausing and yeah. thinking over what he just said and trying to decide if what he's going to say is, what he wants right <laughs> yeah <laughs> um okay um and then so yeah so going out into the world and just like observing the way people talk and then thinking about like what elements of that you can incorporate um is a good one I think what you do is actually really good because you um for those who don't know um if Lauren has an idea in her head of the way their their dialogue goes um she a lot of times just writes the whole conversation just straight dialogue and then goes back in later and adds the narration um and I do actually the exact opposite I'll do a lot of narration and then I'll put in quotes like Harry said he needs to say something about blah and then like later I'll go back and like and and like think specifically about that, but just keep going with the story while I'm writing. Um, yeah. So I think whichever one you think that you might be quicker at or stronger at, it doesn't, you can always edit. Like that's a good thing to keep in mind because that, that is what we both are talking about here is that like, um, if I, I sometimes, and the reason I do it is because like the conversation will be in my head and I can like hear them talking to each other. And so, I have to, usually it's a quicker conversation when those are, when those happen, mm -hmm. like not super long and nobody's talking like a whole lot at one time, but it's like more like back and forth. Right. And, uh, and so I'll just write that out. Um, occasionally I'll be like, Harry says, <laughs> <laughs> just to like keep myself straight with like, who's saying what, you know? 
Yeah. But, and then I'll go, and usually I'll, like, highlight that section and put, like, a note off to the side, like, fill in. Um, and that's all I put, fill in, because I know what that means to me. But, like, then I'll go back and, like, read over the conversation and be like, okay, well, while, while Louie is saying this, what would he be doing? He would be, and it's easier for me once I have the, like, the dialogue down on the page to, like, read what they're saying and, like, kind of visualize what they're doing while they're saying it. Right. And then I can fill in that around it a lot easier than having to like, it's like having my brain do two things at one time, trying to right. think like what they're saying, what they're doing at the same time. So like, if you struggle with that, you could do one and then come back and do the other. Right. Um, I thought of something with narration. What was it? Oh, <clears throat> oh, mixing up like what you do in narration. Mm-hmm. Um, I think sometimes people get caught up in like, um, description of like the scene like physical like um describing the room Mm -hmm. or uh you with your narration you have like scene like setting and then you also have like like internal monologue stuff you have like emotions the feelings that's where all that stuff is because i mean you can have them say that you know they are secretly in love with their best friend (laughs) for like three years and they you know have been living together or whatever you can have them say it out loud or you can like show it through um you know uh the way that they relate to each other and so um i think sometimes people get caught up so maybe that's something to pay attention to it's like make sure that you're not only narrating one thing that uh if you're talking about like what somebody looks like or like the car that they're driving or whatever the setting there should also be like maybe them reacting to their setting or their feelings about like what's getting ready to happen or whatever just mixing it up so that it's not just descriptions yep exactly there's also something um I don't know the exact thing but at some point I had learned that like your brain can only retain like so much information at like one time so like I think that I think there's like a natural idea of like characters walk into a room and then somebody wants to like explain the whole room but like by the time like there's a purple couch and a blue walls and the room is messy I don't know like whatever else you have people going don't on. notice that yeah That's a like people don't graphic memories Right. And B, you as the reader, like, by the time you get to the end of, like, a whole paragraph about that, you've already forgotten the stuff at the beginning. Right. Unless it's super important to the scene, like, they decorating a room. Right. But in which case, you would want to, like, highlight that and not, like, have it get lost amongst everything else. Yeah. Right. So, um... What else do we have to say about narration and dialogue? I don't know. This feels way too short. We can't be done. I know, right? More or less. <laughs> we have talked in the past twice as long about all this. <laughs> we summed it up. Yeah. There's got to be more. Yeah. I don't... I feel like I should Google something. I don't know what I'm Googling. I'm Googling. Oh, hold on. I've got a whole thing here. Oh, was this the same website that we were on before? I was going to say, I've got, like, all of my, like, like bookmarks. Do, do, do. Did we talk about show versus tell when we were doing this before? Uh, no, but I think we should. Yeah, because I think they're definitely related. Yeah. So, like, <clears throat> one of the things that I, when I first started writing, 
um, uh, like the the terms, I guess, surrounding uh, writing were very uh i didn't know what i was talking about or what anyone else was talking about so like show versus tell or like when people would be like you should show instead of tell this i didn't know what that meant okay so uh for anyone who doesn't know what that means when you're telling you're basically summing something up in narration um you know you that's to simplify it would be um Lauren and Nick recorded a podcast about narration and dialogue. And then to, to, uh, to show it would be to uh, include us um, talking about it a little bit, like some interaction between your characters that would convey that they are recording a podcast rather than just saying that they're doing it. Right. Um, like if you wanted to convey that, like one of them is like technically challenged, you could have them like, trying to log on to whatever and trying to get their internet to work. (laughs) (laughs) All of those fun things, like, before they do it, um, or, like, you know, whatever issues they run into while they're doing it. Um, And there's a a school of thought that you should be showing, not telling. Because that means you're letting your... You're letting the reader figure it out for themselves. Right. Trusting the reader that they're going to be able to pick up stuff from your clues and things and dialogue and and setting an action rather than you having to tell them exactly what's happening. Exactly. Um, So instead of saying Louis angry, you would show all the ways in which we know that he is angry. And there are, because everybody gets, um, when they're writing, everybody gets like, oh, I can't think of a word. What is that word? You know, <laughs> or um, or people, everybody struggles, I think, with, uh, with how to show things um, certain ways. And there are, like, some helpful uh, links that uh, we could probably include that include, like, you know, like facial expressions or, um, like, sorted by mood or... Uh, or things like that. I think I have a, um, like some, I'll look at them later because they're saved on my, on my computer. Um, but like, don't be like afraid to Google stuff, you know, like um, if you want to show somebody's angry, like literally Google how to write. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) How to write someone angry. And like, you probably come up with some, uh, some helpful, uh, blogs or something. Yeah. Um, and even though they do say like the general rule of thumb is like show, don't tell. Um, there are times where like telling is better just because you're like trying to get to something else or it's not important or I don't know. There's a bunch of different reasons why you may like tell something instead of show something yeah like you might not want to like you might just say that they had dinner in the cafeteria at the university because all they did was eat and talk about the weather and nobody wants to hear that conversation (laughs) exactly but if there's something that like moves the plot forward in an interesting way maybe you want to show that instead of telling it um yeah what else we have So um, here's like some questions you can ask yourself. Um, I know sometimes people don't like to maybe read their own writing 
um, I think some people get like embarrassed or they think it's terrible or they think it's like whatever. Um, but reading your own writing is the best way to make it better. Yeah. Because then you can ask yourself questions as you're reading, like, um, like sometimes this will happen where like I'm writing a scene and I'll just be like bored writing it. <laughs> um, in there. yeah. And so like, sometimes I'll just be like, okay, I'm boring my, like I'll literally type out, okay, I'm boring myself. I'll come back to this later and then I'll move on to the next scene. And then often if I come back later, I'll realize that like, what that's like, that's because the scenes actually like all the interesting stuff's over and I'm just like writing to keep writing. Or like maybe you didn't know how to end the scene, and so yeah. you just that happens to me, you know. Yeah. Um. So I do suggest like, I mean, that was like a writing example, but like if I'm reading my own stuff too, like if my mind starts wandering, I'm like, oh, where did my mind wander to? Like, at what point did I lose what I was reading and like lose interest? Yeah. Like how can I how how can I fix it that point where like I lost interest? Um. But so these are other things you can you can think about. Um, and then add dialogue or narration based on, um, so is the story hard, like when you've got a bunch of different stuff going on in your story, like to, um, keep up with like, like the point of view person's like, uh, emotional state and like what they're actually doing like at that point of time and like what so like what they're feeling what they're saying like versus like what they're saying versus what they're doing and like where so, are they and what else is happening and yeah yeah and so reading back over a draft um you you're like oh I do anyway I'll read it and I'm like okay, this doesn't make any sense because he would be feeling this way. You know, I need to add some more like narration in here or like internal monologue or what he's thinking or what he's feeling on the inside versus this, like, like if, you know, like sometimes people pretend to be happy when they're not. Right. And so, and that's another thing with uh, like tone and what we were saying before. It's like um, somebody could be, from the outside seem perfectly fine and like inviting you to lunch while on the inside they're like depressed or angry at like something else or maybe they stepped in a puddle and their sock is wet or like whatever (laughs) Um, and so you have all that other stuff and I've been uh with my um 50 year old Harry uh that's been a thing where I've uh because there's a lot of like emotional stuff that is like interior whereas like what's going on on the outside doesn't necessarily match up so it's a little hard yeah but so that's where you have like you what you can bring about from the narration of the story uh Mm -hmm. versus the dialogue um so the the list of questions here is is the story moving too slowly do i need to speed things up in which case you should use dialogue because again that's like real time it can be a little snappier um it can be like moving things quickly um is it time to give the reader some background on the characters so they're more sympathetic um you might want to use narration or dialogue depending on what you think um do i have too many dialogue scenes in a row slow it down by using some action or narrative um 
are my characters constantly confiding in others about things they should only be pondering in their mind? Um, you know, think about you, think about your friends, thinking about your characters specifically. Um, and like, would they actually be vocalizing exactly what they're feeling? Or like most people, are they not telling everybody all of their emotions all of the time? <laughs> um, uh, likewise, are my characters alone in their heads when, their char when the characters in conversation would be more effective and lively? Um, then you should switch to using dialogue. Is my story top heavy in any way at all? Too much dialogue, too much narrative. Um, then you should like insert some things that are missing. Um, are my characters providing too many background details as they're talking to each other? Um, which is what I was saying, sort of like info dumping. Um, you should use narrative for that. I was, uh, I don't know if we're looking at the same thing, but I was just looking at something, uh, a too much dialogue saying, mm -hmm. um, where uh, it mentions like, say you have like uh, two characters who are having like a, like an argument or a heated discussion. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, in order to like break up the dialogue of it, um, like say the thing, the example that they give is that they're standing outside on a sidewalk and while they're arguing a um, delivery truck comes by and it like rumbles and is loud and like hits a pothole and it like interrupts their argument, but that it also like mirrors it a little bit that it's um, like a loud noise and uh, you know, that sort of thing kind of mirroring them uh, or I guess with the same, like they're loud on the street and the truck is loud on the street type thing. Right. But then also you can have that like kind of end the conversation. Like yeah. they might realize that they're louder than this truck <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. and stop talking. And like, you know, uh, uh, you could have that like kind of change the conversation a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Um, so too, too much dialogue, too little dialogue. Um, yeah, there's a there's a, another thing I'm looking at at the moment that's like, um, for the stuff that all the characters know, then you should let, then you should convey that information to the readers via narration. Because if, if everybody already knows the information, then they shouldn't be like having a conversation again. Oh, it's right. Like, so like, if uh, Niall and Harry are uh, friends who uh, were like college roommates, they're not going to say, hey, remember that time when we were college roommates? That's going to be something that you'd bring up in the narration part of the story right. rather than. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then for stuff that like one character doesn't know, you can either choose dilation, dialogue or narration. Um, so like, you know, a re like if one person knows the information, the other character doesn't, you could have the character who does know like, tell them the information in dialogue or if it's important to the story yeah, exactly like if it's going to be something where they're like <gasps> and it's like a big deal or if it's just like they're just saying it out loud to like the bartender and the bartender's like yep yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's not necessary maybe yeah um and then if it's stuff that like only the narrator knows and uh, and the only the but the characters don't know then the only option is to explain it by narration. Um, I'm trying to think of like how that would happen if you're writing from somebody's point of view. Um, but maybe that's better if like you're writing from more omniscient point of view. 
thinking about that, like, as far as, like, stories where, like, you have a clearly defined narrator who is separate from the point of view person. I feel like that might be a completely different thing, though. Yeah. I've never written anything like that. The only fic that I remember that's like that is um, the Santa Baby Honey crack fic. Right. Um, I'm sure there are more, but that's the one that comes to me off the top of my head because it's it's separate. They also like a Nile fic where like Nile's watching Harry and Louie get together, I think. And he narrates and he's the narrator. Remember when I had that idea where I was going to write a fic from another person's point of view? Yes. That was good times. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One day I should like make it like a like a um a point to like actually write down every idea (laughs) (laughs) just have a list (laughs) so i can look back and be like really yeah (laughs) (laughs) Lauren, what were you thinking i feel like that's it yeah i think that's it i mean if we think of something yeah we could always tack it on Okay. So pacing, information conveying, thoughts and feelings, moving things along, slowing things down. I feel like that's everything. Yeah. Okay. Should we we end it up here? We don't know where we know what we're doing next time. No. Okay. We don't know what we're doing at all. Exactly. But that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this has been. Um, I guess we should say I'm not going to school anymore. Yeah. Because like last time we were like, oh, everything's changing. Lauren's going to school, but that's no longer the case. Lauren went to school for two days. <laughs> and decided it wasn't for her. <laughs> it's so funny when I put it that way. You know, if he'd have given us the um, syllabus on the first day and talked about the testing and stuff on the first day, I think I would have realized it on the first day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so no, I'm not going to school anymore. Um, and I made a post about it on my blog. So if you're interested in the why, you can read it there. Um, so, uh, but we don't we don't have another thing planned um, specifically. Our next episode is not planned. We had some questions, um, but I think we might be able to answer those by asks. We'll yeah. see. Um, okay, so we should wrap up then. Yeah. So this has been episode 13 of the Rose and Dagger podcast. Narration and dialogue. Narration versus dialogue. I am Lauren, Kings of Everything. (laughs) And I am Nick. Lewin has AF. And yes is a world on AO3. Bye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening.